You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Hey, it's you, Sparky Pfeiffer, Kurt, and Long with you. Uh, we were hoping to have Ryan Horvath back, but no such luck today. So hopefully we'll be able to get Ryan Horvath back later in the week as I'll be recording on the road. One last uh, podcast here from the uh, fan studios in beautiful Hales Corners, Wisconsin. Uh, let, let's talk uh, uh, some Packer football today. We've got some fun stuff on the docket other than just Packers. But first start off by the most recent news as we record this uh, here on Wednesday morning at about 830 uh, Central Time. Lucas Van Ness signs with the Packers yesterday. Uh, the deal uh, is uh, right around $17.4 million, uh, according to over the cap over four years. Signing bonus of almost $9.7 million. Cap number in 2023 should be around $3.1 million. And that is a, a good sign for the Green Bay Packers. And again, as we record this, they still have two more draft picks. They got to sign Lucas Van Ness, or Luca, or I should say Luke Musgrave, the second round uh, tight end. And of course, Jaden Reed, the second round uh, wide receiver. I would expect both of those to get done. No training camp holdouts or nothing like that. By the time you listen to this, they might already be signed. So uh, I'm not too concerned about those guys getting signed. The one thing that I, I did find interesting, and I, I, I don't know... Um, how many of you know necessarily uh, who Greg Cosell is? Uh, but Greg Cosell is a guy that uh, we have had uh, on the Wendy's Big Show over the course of time. I've had him on Sparky's Midday Madness, I believe, uh, over the course of time. And uh, he's executive producer and analyst for NFL Matchup uh, with Darius Butler and Sal Palantonio um, and was a producer at NFL Films for 43 years. And now he does a, a lot of stuff on top of everything else with Ross Tucker and Ross Tucker's podcast. Uh, which is great uh, as well. And he had a thing the other day uh, and he was talking about uh, Lucas Van Ness of the Packers. It was like three days ago, I believe uh, 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 ago on Twitter on the Ross Tucker podcast. And Greg Cassell uh, was talking about the fact that based on the reports that he is seeing that they are standing Lucas Van Ness up and then they're going to play him as an outside linebacker versus with his hand in the dirt and playing with one of those down three defensive linemen. And I, I respect Cassell's opinion a lot, a, a lot. He knows what the hell he's talking about. He's He's been around and been a part of this game for a long time. And he said he saw Van Ness more as a J.J. Watt type player uh, than he did as an outside linebacker. And he clarified, look, I'm not saying he's going to be J.J. Watt. But that type of player where you can move him up and down the line, picking your matchups among those three uh, down linemen um, and let him just attack and be a monster uh, disruptor in the middle. Because, again, coming out of Iowa, you know, his big move is the bull rush. He just powers guys, you know, 
uh, just gets gets going upfield and just takes that left tackle or right tackle, whoever he may be matched up again, and just runs him over or runs him back into the quarterback. That's been his thing. Coming out of college, they said, hey, look, if he's going to play outside linebacker, he's going to have to learn you know, a couple more pass rushing moves. And that's to be expected. And again, I don't think there's going to be a tremendous amount of pressure for him to play necessarily. Maybe early on, he'll he'll get some extra snaps until Rashawn Gary is ready, if Rashawn Gary is not ready for uh, the start of the football season. Still don't have a lot of clarity of when he's actually going to play in a regular season game yet. Uh, but I'm sure we will as we get closer. I would think the hope is, you know, he plays within the first three or four weeks of the season. Who knows? Maybe he's back before the start of the season. I have no idea how long he'll be out. But uh, you would think once he's back, uh, along with Preston Smith, um, that there won't be a tremendous amount of need for him to play a ton of snaps during the regular season. I'm sure he'll get in every game uh, and get a few snaps. I go back to Rashawn Gary, I guess, is is the best way to think about this. Because with Rashawn Gary, he was raw uh, as well. And Michigan, he didn't have a lot of sack numbers uh, either. And they said, well, you know, he was, you know, all freeing up other guys to get the sack numbers and so forth. And I, I was like, come on, man, get out of here. I mean, if you're really good, you're going to figure out a way to get to the quarterback. Uh, and that first year in Green Bay, he really was a non-factor. Yeah, maybe show you a flash play here or there, but for the most part, really wasn't a factor. He didn't really take off until a couple of years in to his pro career. And I'm not saying Van Ness will be that, but I think odds are probably pretty good that that's how this is going to work, right? So you get this one more year with Preston Smith here, uh, and then maybe after this year, and I haven't looked at Preston Smith's numbers necessarily, but maybe after this year, uh, you move on from Preston Smith and then Van Ness and Rashawn Gary are your starting outside linebackers going forward. And then, you know, you're set for quite a while. Now you still have to sign Rashawn Gary uh, to a rather large deal. One would assume um, and get him under contract. You do not, let me emphasize this. You do not want to be in a situation where you lose Rashawn Gary um, to free agency or have Rashawn Gary be in a bad mood because you franchise tagged him, you know, after this year or whatever the case may be, you want to get him signed sealed and delivered uh, and move on. If you're the Green Bay Packers, I would think at this point. So uh, with Van Ness signing, that's good. Uh, we'll see if Greg Cosell is right or if the Packers are right. And as Cosell points out in the video, and you can go to uh, the Ross Sucker podcast uh, on Twitter, like I said, and you can watch the video from Greg Cosell. He points out, look, they're around him. You know, I'm not around him. Uh, Cosell just pointing out of what he saw on tape at Iowa, it would make more sense uh, if he indeed was uh, a down lineman. And who knows? Maybe the Packers will use him as a combination of both. Maybe he will have his hand in the dirt sometimes on, you know, obvious uh, passing downs or whatever else. Maybe he'll be one of the two guys with their hand in the dirt on the line. And they'll have, you know, Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary as the outside linebackers. And it's him and Kenny Clark with their two hands in the dirt coming up field. Maybe that is how they'll use him in pass rushing situations, obvious pass rushing situations, you know, like third and 15 or third and 20, whatever. Maybe. Uh, you'll see some of him out there uh, in those situations. We'll just have to wait and see how the whole thing plays out. But still nice to have your first-round pick under contract uh, and moving forward. Now, I said we're going to do some fun stuff uh, on this show as well. I saw a video, and I tried to go back and find it, and I, I should have you know liked it on Twitter. That's normally what I do uh, because that's how I usually go back and, and find stuff when we do topics on these different podcasts, whether it be this current and long, which you can obviously download on your Odyssey app or wherever you download your favorite podcast ad, or you can check it out on the YouTube, uh, Odyssey sports page from time to time as well. Uh, or for green and growing podcasts or the spare time bowling show podcast about the PBA tour. That's usually how I keep track of what I want to talk about. And I didn't for this one and I should have, but 
I think it was with 3013, but I went back and I looked at the 3013 uh, Twitter account, which is a fabulous website, by the way, if you've not uh, checked it out. A lot of great NFL writers. I found out about it because Ben Fennell, I think, was one of uh, the original guys that got hired over there uh, to come and do some writing for them. Uh, and then after that, started paying attention and they've just they've hired a ton of great people. So if you're looking for a great football website with a bunch of knowledgeable former players and coaches and so forth. 3013 is uh, a good way to go. Now, uh, I only was proposed with this question, and I, I don't, like I said, I, I don't remember where, where it's from, so I would love to give credit, but I don't remember. Uh, and the question is one that we've talked about before, Tim Allen and myself, when we used to do the Brewer Post game shows, um, or when we would do Midday Madness together, when we'd be out in spring training, and we've had this conversation. And this was brought up from a football perspective, but I think you can look at it from all perspectives. And the question was this. Would you rather have a guaranteed Super Bowl, but then knowing it's going to be a decade, 10 years, before you're competitive again? It's going to be a 10-year rebuild. It's going to take you 10 years to figure it out as far as how to get back to being competitive and being in the playoffs. Or would you rather have no guarantee that you'll go to a Super Bowl, but be in the playoffs for the next 10 years? That was the question. Now, I think as sports fans uh, of the state of Wisconsin, Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks, depending on what hat you're wearing will depend on how you answer this question. I think. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think. I think if you are a Bucks fan, you say, no guarantee, put us in the playoffs for 10 years. Because you're going to roll the dice and think that, look, Giannis is going to finish a couple of times. We've got one ring already, so it's not like we don't have a ring. Uh, so we'll go in the playoffs for 10 years uh, and see what Giannis can do. I think that's a Bucks fan perspective answer. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think that would be the answer. From a Packer fan perspective, and we're talking football, we just went through no guarantee but being in the playoffs for 10 years. Didn't we? It's what we just went through with Aaron Rodgers. Go to the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl, be competitive, win divisions, be in the playoffs, never get back to another one. You literally just went through that. Now, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we're not about to go through a rebuild for 10 years before we're in the playoffs again. Let's let's hope that's not what happens next uh, as far as, you know, the kind of what this question looks like. So I think from a Packer fan perspective, even though you're angry about defensive coordinators, draft picks, GMs, a quarterback, whatever, over the last decade of why this team couldn't get back to another Super Bowl with a Hall of Fame quarterback in Aaron Rodgers, you would probably take no guarantee, but put us in the playoff for 10 years. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Where I think the answers change is if you get to the Milwaukee Brewers. And I think if you get to the Milwaukee Brewers and you answer, ask this question, I think more people than not are going to say, give me a World Series winner and rebuild for 10 years. Like I, this whole going to playoff things for 10 years and seeing what happens, that's great. But I, I want to see a Brewers team win a World Series before I'm dead. Because even the old folk or older folk, I mean, I was six, but I don't remember it. The older folk that saw the team in 82, the 82 World Series, they lost. You didn't see a winner either. Yeah, go back to the Milwaukee Braves. So from that perspective, I think Brewer fans would be all in on, tell you what, We'll win the World Series in 2024, and then we can suck for 10 years after that. But at least we'll all have seen our favorite baseball team win a World Series, right? We'll all experience the parade for the Brewers. The statewide celebration would be insane. I mean, it was great for the Bucks. Don't get me wrong. Brewers would be on a completely different level uh, if they ever win a championship. It just would be because their fan base is larger. Even with Giannis and the Bucks, the fan base is larger. So I think Brewer fans would be there. And then. I started thinking about it a little bit more. I'm thinking to myself, you know, is it just as simple as if your favorite team hasn't won a championship that you can remember and remember what, you know, look, if your favorite team won a championship and you were one, that's not going to count for you, right? Uh, what won a championship that you remember watching and being a part of and that stuff. If that hasn't happened, I would think a majority of people would say, give me the guaranteed championship. Give me the guaranteed championship. I've watched my team not finish this whole time, so whatever. But at least I can experience what it's like now having been and won a championship. With Brett Favre as the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, he got to two Super Bowls. One, one, lost the second one, as we all know. Denver Broncos, John Elway, they went on to win another one. Elway walks off uh, and retires. But even after that second one, I think there was still hope that Brett Favre would get back to at least another one or two Super Bowls before it was all said and done. Well, they kind of broke that team up after that, and it was never the same, and Brett could never get them back. Playoffs? Absolutely. Division titles? You betcha. Super Bowls? Nope. Now, again, part of it was him throwing a million interceptions in playoff games uh, and costing his team. And part of it was other stuff, but a lot of it was his fault. Aaron Rodgers, they go to the Super Bowl. And I remember saying, man, this is going to be a damn dynasty. Like, they may win three of five. You had like 16, 17 guys on the injured list that weren't even playing. Now you're going to have a healthy team here going forward. There's no reason not to think that this team won't get back to get back to and win two or three Super Bowls here in the next five years. This is going to be unbelievable. Yeah, bro. Uh, no, not only did he not win two or three more Super Bowls at the Packers, they never even got back to another Super Bowl. And again, we could talk about uh, differing circumstances, right? Uh, bonehead plays by players in, in situations. The uh, defense is stinking uh, in the postseason, giving up a thousand yards rushing to the 49ers and all these different things that went wrong. So, yes, 10 years of playoffs, no guarantee that you're going to get in. A majority of people would say, roll the dice. Let's go.
I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I don't know what the player would say. That I guess that would be my thing, right? So if you went to a player that was, uh, let's see here, somebody that's kind of in the beginning, the middle of their career, and said, look, you're going to win a Super Bowl this year, but then you're going to be on teams that aren't very good after this for the remainder of your career. For the next 10 years, last 10 years of your career, you're probably not going to be back in the playoffs, but you'll have a ring. Do you want that? Or do you want to be in the playoffs for the rest of your career? But I, you may not be in the Super Bowl. I think, I don't know. I think a lot of guys would say, give me the ring. Give me the Super Bowl ring. Give me the, the, the satisfaction and joy of being at the mountaintop and having won the damn thing. I think that's the way players would go. I think. Could be wrong. Just think of all the great players that were in the playoffs in different sports. Charles Barkley is the one that everybody, you know, talks about being always in the playoffs and never being able to finish and win that ring. Carl Malone and John Stockton in Utah having those opportunities, the Jordan push off of Russell uh, and all that stuff, but never being able to win a ring. Guys that were at the top of the mountain in their sport and had continued success year in and year out throughout their entire career and could never finish. I guarantee you that if I said, hey, you may not have as much team success, but you'd have a championship. You would have won a championship, guaranteed. Maybe I'm wrong, but I would think they would take the, the championship, especially those that are judged on championships, right? So an offensive lineman is not judged based on the number of championships. Nobody's going to look at David Bakhtiari when talking about the greatest left tackles of all time and go, well, hell. He doesn't have enough Super Bowl rings. He doesn't he doesn't stack up against these other left tackles that have two or three Super Bowl rings. So he's gonna he's gonna fall down the fall down the pole of greatest of all time. Quarterbacks, it's all about the it's all about the rings. And some of you may disagree, but the majority of people uh think it is all about the rings and how many rings you have. And you gotta have more than one. That's for sure. They'd be in the conversation. So from that perspective, it means more to quarterbacks probably if they're trying to be in that conversation. And that's a small group of players. Rodgers could be in that conversation. If Rodgers won, I don't know, one or two more Super Bowls, maybe just one, one or two more Super Bowls, I think he'll be in that conversation for greatest of all time. But he's got to win one or two more. And he's running out of time quickly. So if he doesn't get it done with the Jets, he's going to go down with one, which... Again, it's the same as, you know, many other quarterbacks that have played in the NFL uh, and still going to be probably in the conversation. But at the end of the day, getting there only one time in his career is going to be brought up and used against him at the end of the day. If he didn't have that one Super Bowl ring and had never even been to a Super Bowl this entire time, it really would be used against him. And he probably wouldn't be in the conversation, regardless of what his quarterback rating was while he played for the Green Bay Packers. And it was outstanding touchdown and interception ratio. Outstanding. Some of the highlight throws he would make. Outstanding. But you got to finish. So I wonder if it just comes down to when asking the question again, guaranteed Super Bowl and rebuild for 10 years or no guarantee, but be in the playoff for 10 years. I wonder if it just simply comes down to whether or not you've experienced it or not, whether it be a player or whether it be as a fan of your favorite team, as far as how you answer that question. I wonder if it's that simple. You can tweet at Sparky Radio. Let me know 
Uh, which side of this you think uh, you would be on? Guaranteed Super Bowl rebuild for 10 years or no guarantee, but be in the playoff for 10 years. Uh, and again, it could be football. You can say with the Packers or the Brewers, the Bucks. Pick whichever way you want to go about it. Like I say, with a box with a superstar currently there, you roll the playoffs and see what happens. I think that's that's the way to go because you've already got one. With this Packers team with Jordan Love, I don't know. Maybe you say, give me a Super Bowl and rebuild for 10 years uh, to give me another Super Bowl because you have no idea what's going to happen. Or do you say, give me 10 more years of playoff football with Jordan Love and let's take our chances? I would think a majority of you would say 10 more years and let's take our chances and see if they can finish with Jordan Love. I don't know. I think it's a great question uh, and uh, wanted to bring that one to you. Again, it's one we've done before, maybe not in this podcast, but we've done it before on the radio for sure. All right, last topic. Who will be the next head college football coach to make the switch to the NFL? And our very own Luke Fickle, uh, the Badgers head coach, uh, is on. Uh, this list of guys that was brought up uh, in this tweet uh, that I saved. Now here, here we'll go through the names here and uh, get your thing. Now, again, this is from the 33rd team. This one I saved. Thankfully, I saved this one. Eight college coaches who could make the leap to the NFL. Before I do this real quick, there was uh, a thing out the other day. And I don't know if I saved that one either. I'm getting really bad in my old age, remembering to save stuff. Um, there was a thing out the other day, best college football. Oh, here it is. I did say it. Look at me. Wow. That's pretty good. 24 seven sports. Then the whole thing, 10 highest graded, uh, FBS coaches in college football, regardless of what position they coach or if they're the head coach per CFB analytical, uh, on Twitter. And that's a matrix analytical, whatever CFB leader in head coaching searches, staff building, recruiting and behavior analytics. Uh, and we are the future of college football, staffing and coach marketing, fall behind, get left behind uh, is what their thing is on Twitter. Okay, fine. So they put together their top 10 coaches. Now, number one, to nobody's surprise is Nick Saban. Hmm. Okay, fine. Number three, I'm skipping two. All right, you'll see why. Number three is Lincoln Riley, the head coach at USC. No surprise there. Number five is Bobby April the third, former Badger coach, position coach, special teams. Stanford now is where he's at. So we know that one. Mike Norvell, who has helped turn around Florida State, he's number eight. The rest of these guys are all assistant coaches who more than likely you don't know. Brian Hartline played in the NFL. He's with Ohio State. I think he is the offensive coordinator, maybe off the top of my head. Now, he's number not, uh, number 10, I should say, uh, at Ohio State. Do you know who number two on this list is? It's not Luke Fickle. It's Mike Tressel. According to this, Mike Tressel is the second best coach going right now in college football. That would be the Badgers' new defensive coordinator. Now, if Jim Leonard was coaching, which he's currently not, but if Jim Leonard had a job, I'd love to see where Jim Leonard would be in this top 10 list. I would assume Jim Leonard would be in the top 10, would be my guess. I don't know if he'd be in front of Trestle, right behind Saban at two, or if he'd be further down the list. But the freak out of, oh my God, we're losing Jim Leonard. What are we going to do, Badger fans? According to a neutral party who are not Badger fans, 
They have this dude as the second best coach in all of football. Okay. Second best coach in all of college football, Mike Trust. So with that in mind, let's go to this thing from the 3013. The eight college coaches who could make the leap to the NFL. Now, again, these guys are all head coaches. All head coaches. Matt Campbell, Iowa State, is one of them. Matt Campbell at Iowa State's star has shined bright, in my opinion, for quite some time. I think maybe the, the shine on the star maybe has diminished a little bit. Maybe not as shiny as it was before. Uh, would Matt Campbell leave for the NFL? Don't know. To be honest, I'm still surprised that he's still at Iowa State. Probably like many were surprised that Barry Alvarez stayed his entire career at Wisconsin. I'm surprised that Matt Campbell has been this long at Iowa State before uh, you know, leaving for a bigger job. Really, I'm kind of surprised by that. Maybe Matt Campbell, and th- see this, this is tricky here, but maybe Matt Campbell is waiting for Kirk Ferentz to finally retire uh, at Iowa to go get that job. Maybe that's what he's waiting for. But that would be a horrendous mistake because that's their chief rival. You leave for Iowa State for Iowa, that'd be like leaving Marquette for Wisconsin. Like, what are you doing? People would, that, that whole fan base that loved you for so long would hate you more than life itself if you were to do such a thing. So I don't know what he's waiting for. Maybe he's waiting for the right NFL gig. Maybe that's going to happen. Kirby Smart at Georgia. He's on this list. No surprise there, right? And the conversation about Kirby Smart has to be, and by the way, Nick Saban, not on the list, obviously. The conversation with Kirby Smart is, are you really going to have it better in the NFL? My answer would be, no, you're not. In college football, you can recruit now with NIL, spend, outspend other teams if you're in a powerhouse SE team with a lot of NIL money and build your own team and be King Puba on campus and at your school and around college football like Kirby Smart is, like Nick Saban is. Why would you give that up to go be on just another head coach on the sidelines in the National Football League and essentially have to prove yourself all over again or fail and then have the tagline of yeah he's he's just a college coach he's just yeah not good enough to be an NFL coach that's not his thing because that's the the tag that Saban's got good great great college head coach not meant for the pros so to avoid that to let it always be out there that I wonder how he would have been as NFL head coach I wonder how good he would have been so leave that just let that question hang out there uh, and not go I don't think Kirby Smart leads Georgia I don't see it. I think he's he's there forever. I, I really do. Now, if Saban leaves Alabama or retires, would he leave Georgia to go to Alabama? I still don't think so. Again, similar to Campbell leaving Iowa State to go to Iowa. I can't imagine that actually would happen. Now, Kirby Smart left Saban's staff, yes, to go coach Georgia. That's different than being a head coach and winning a national championship with one program, leaving it to go to the direct rival and be there for the rest of your career. I can't see it happening. I I think he's at Georgia until he doesn't want to coach anymore. Lincoln Riley at USC. Of course, Lincoln Riley uh, made Oklahoma something again. uh, And now at USC is is trying to build that program up uh, and, you know, win national championships uh, and be a powerhouse there. This is another situation where I don't think Lincoln Riley ever is ever, ever, ever going to leave USC. It would make no sense. Grand Poobah, King, there's be nothing left for you to prove. You win two or three national championships at USC with the NIL money that you got coming in and everything else. There'd be no reason ever to go to the NFL. So put me down as no for Lincoln Riley, even though he's younger, 
I don't think he leaves to go to the NFL. Next one on this list from 33rd team. And we're going to get to to our guy because our guy is on this list. Jim Harbaugh, Michigan. He's a damn good NFL head coach. He's a damn good college football head coach. And I do think he's going to be back in the NFL before he retires. Now, he's got time before he retires, obviously. Not that old. I, I think he will be back in the NFL. So I think he's definitely going back at some point. It's just a matter of when, not if, in my mind. Ryan Day at Ohio State. This here is a mess. But the, the amount of pressure this dude is under, because there it's win national championships. I don't care if you run the table in the Big Ten. I don't care if you only have one loss in the Big Ten over two years. Finish or you're done. That's kind of their thing. And you better beat Michigan along the way. And that's been a thing between him and Harbaugh. Would he leave Ohio State to go to the NFL? I don't know. I I can't get a good beat on Ryan Day uh, and where he wants to be and what his goals are and so forth. Those first four guys feel pretty confident that Matt Campbell probably will be in the NFL at some point. Uh, Kirby Smart, Lincoln Riley, there's no reason to go to the NFL. And I'm pretty positive that Jim Harbaugh will be back to kind of finish the job and try and win a Super Bowl with somebody before it's all said and done. Ryan Day, I'll be honest, I don't, I have no idea. I don't. If he went to the NFL, I guess it kind of wouldn't surprise me. I just don't feel like he's on stable ground at Ohio State. It just doesn't feel that way. Uh, so that that's a little bit concerned, but maybe he'd go to another college program uh, and, college, and coach college football. I've never really heard him talk about the NFL one way or the other. Brian Kelly, LSU, wild card. Who the hell knows? He's kind of like Chip Kelly. I, I have no idea. Like, I think with Brian Kelly, if somebody paid him a dumb amount of money, significantly more than he's making at LSU, and he's making a good dang living at LSU, if somebody gave him a stupid amount of money, he would go coach anybody. He'd go coach on Mars. He'd go coach on the moon, whatever. I think for him, it's whoever offers me the most money, I'll go coach. So I think Brian Kelly's a guy that could be had out of college football and could be had in the National Football League if somebody wanted to pay him a dumb amount of money to go coach their NFL team. Would he be successful? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I guess I'm not a huge Brian Kelly fan. I respect Brian Kelly. I think he's a good college coach. I don't know how he would translate to the next level. The next one, the Boise State head coach. Chris Kleiman. Similar to Ryan Day. I, Ryan Day. I, I don't know a lot about Kleiman to know his deal. This is what I do know. If you win at Boise State and you're a perennial bowl team and a perennial, you know, top 10 team, you're going to rule the roost at Boise State as long as you want. Does not matter. Doesn't matter if you win a national championship, I don't think. They just want to be one of those programs that are always being talked about. about oh, here's Boise State again. Oh, they're really good again. And, you know, they're not in the SEC and they're not in the Big Ten. But boy, oh boy, watch out for Boise State. So again, I think it, 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 if he's really good consistently for a long time, he could be like Barry Alvarez if he wanted to be. Now, it doesn't appear that anybody wants to be at Boise State for very long. Everybody eventually ends up leaving. But if he wants to be, he can be. NFL aspirations, don't know, haven't heard. Last one, Luke Fickle. 
please don't leave for the NFL. Please, 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 please don't leave for the NFL. You haven't even coached a game at Wisconsin, and I got to see your name on a list of eight college coaches who could make the leap to the NFL. Oh, my God. Please, no, no, no. I think that the 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 main gig that I think he would love would be obviously be Ohio State, right? I think that's obvious to everybody. Would Luke Fickle leave to coach the Bengals? Oh, boy. Maybe. I mean, could you imagine if he has the opportunity to go coach Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase? He's not going to stay at Wisconsin. I would think he's out. See you later. We're out of here. Bye-bye. Mike Trestle, come with me. And Mike Trestle probably follows him. Unless, right, the Badgers go, no, 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 no. Mike Trestle, you stay here. Here's a nice big fat check. You're our new head coach. Let's roll, right? And you keep everything in place uh, and moving forward. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine. I think Fickle would definitely consider a move to the National Football League at some point. Yes. I could definitely see Fickle being an NFL head coach at some point. I think it would have to be the right job, the right circumstance, everything else. But I think Fickle uh, could be an NFL head coach uh, in the making here going forward. But uh, again, Cincinnati. Now, Cleveland? Mm -mm. I don't know if he leaves for Cleveland. Cincinnati, though, with the young players that they have and the way that's all set up, I could definitely see that happening. And the city of Cincinnati would lose their minds. They'd be so excited if he ended up coaching the Bengals uh, at some point, if that job came open and, you know, and he had interest. But please, 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 please don't leave the NFL. You just got here. My God. Could you imagine? Coaches one year and he's gone for an NFL job. Oh, my God. I would cry. I would absolutely just physically weep. I don't cry, but that, that might that might do it. I don't know. Uh, all right. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of Curd at Law. The goal is to record another one of these on Friday with Ryan Horvath. I got this newfangled mobile studio thing that they're sending me with uh, to Iowa. So hopefully it works. We'll be able to do this uh, on Friday. It may not load, you know, by four o'clock on Friday, uh, depending on my kid's baseball schedule. Uh, but it will be up at some point on Friday for sure. Enjoy the rest of your day. Have a good one. And uh, as I always like to say, toodles. 